Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. All right, if you have your Bibles, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Paul is addressing uh, errors in the church at Corinth, and, you know, there's a variety of things. And the first part of 15, he is correcting the idea that there were people in the church who were teaching that Jesus isn't coming back, that there is no resurrection of the dead. And so he is going to continue on with that. And so we're going to pick up in verse 33. So he says, do not be deceived Evil company corrupts good habits. Now, you should highlight that in your Bible. He's basically saying, hey, look, you need to separate yourself from people who teach things that are contrary to the Scriptures. So there were people teaching things that were contrary to God's Word. And, uh, you know, that verse in the King James, it says, uh, be not deceived, evil communication corrupts good manners. So it's interesting uh, that that's translated evil communication. In other words, don't hang around people who are communicating lies, right? And, and I think that what he's saying is that corrupts your good habits, your manners in life. And so it's important for us to realize that uh, in our society, it isn't just physical people because we all know that the pornography industry is corrupting people's minds, right, by producing lies. And, and I do believe if, if you're here tonight and you, you, you are, you know, kind of a, a buff of culture and what's going on in society, and you wonder, how are we getting where we had all this craziness we read about every day? Well, I personally believe that at the root was when people said, hey, pornography shouldn't be illegal, and so they got people in Washington, D.C. to say, hey, pornography is not that bad, and so now I believe, you know, pornography has twisted the minds of culture, college professors, school teachers, politicians, and they lie to them about sexuality and in turn causes those adults who are deceived by, you know, that, that they make policy where they encourage people to be involved in sexual immorality. And now it isn't just that, where it's in the culture where it's encouraging people, but now it's moved from, you know, just, you know, adults to now uh, they're encouraging elementary age kids to discuss who they want to have sex with, right? Now, if that sounds wrong to you, that's because it is, right? And, <coughs> you know, now... The, I believe, and, and I, I, you know, think that, you know, the pornography industry has now persuaded a large group of people in the culture where they're now teaching children in some cities, and thankfully, you know, probably not in our city, but that an LGBTQ lifestyle is better than a heterosexual lifestyle of getting married and growing up and having a family. So that now is looked down upon. Now, if you live in Normalville, anywhere in our neck of the woods, right, then you probably can't comprehend that. But it is a reality. They are teaching elementary age kids that being married, having a family is not the preferred ideal thing, the other weird things. Now, here's the thing. If that isn't weird enough, it gets weirder. If you disagree with that, 
at a university or at a high school or a junior high or an elementary school, you can lose your job and you could face prison time. This person, uh, her name is Pavi Rasani or something like that. Uh, she's a member of the Finnish parliament, so she's a lawmaker, and she's charged with three counts of hate speech. Now you say, well, what is the hate speech? Well, here's how it started. <clears throat> In 2019, she tweeted her Lutheran minister questioning his support of a gay pride parade, and she quoted a Bible verse to uh, back up her side that this uh, Lutheran minister shouldn't be supporting it, and so that caused a national debate, and then she was questioned by police for 13 hours, and now she's on trial, uh, and, you know, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Now, some of you are saying, Pastor Rob, this isn't real, is it? Just go Google it, right, on Fox News. There's a story after story after story that our culture has gone from the place of that it is good for a man and a woman to get married, like the Bible says, have children, have a family, you know, to that is all terrible, and if you disagree with it, you should be put in prison, right? I mean, that is just mind-boggling, but that's where we're at. So <clears throat> when it says in verse 33, do not be deceived, evil communication corrupts good manners, I believe that applies to pornography, but then we could take it down a level from that radical place to movies and music. If you watch movies that promote wickedness or promote evil things, or you listen to music that promotes evil things, or we could even go to social media, to Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok. If you are friends with people on social media that promote wicked things, it's going to influence your mind, right? And <clears throat> now, if you're a nice Christian and you grew up in the church, maybe you don't understand it, but I understand it because I didn't grow up in the church, right? What happens, you hang around people, and whatever they're doing, pretty soon, they not only want to influence you to do it, but they want you to promote it, right? And so that's kind of where we're at. Now, we live in a crazy society. So, but Paul's not talking about our culture. He's talking about their church where they were against believing in the resurrection. So verse 34, Paul says, awake to righteousness. So he's saying, look, don't believe these lies and do not sin. So in the early church, there was sin, right? <laughs> and Paul's saying, you know, awake to righteousness, do not sin, for some do not have the knowledge of God, and I speak this to your shame. So he's saying, you know, you guys aren't even teaching the Bible, but Jesus came preaching repentance that we should seek to live a righteous life, and living in immorality is not what Jesus taught. Jesus came preaching repentance. John the Baptist preached repentance. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul preached repentance, and, and some in the church in Corinth uh, they didn't even know what that was, right? They weren't teaching that. So Paul said, don't hang out with people who are immoral. And, you know, from time to time, you know, someone who maybe has gone to, uh, you know, a church that teaches the Bible for some years, <clears throat> maybe we'll start going to a church that doesn't teach the Bible. And my wife will ask me, well, are you shocked by that? And you know what my answer is? No. People want to believe what they want to believe, right? You either want to know the truth and want to believe the truth, and you want to go to a church that teaches the truth, or you want to have your secret sin, and you want to go to a church that will tell you, you can have whatever sin you want. And, and if your sin is blatantly against the Bible, you can find a church that does that too. And so people feel good about it. But he goes on to say in verse 35, but someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Now he gets back to the question. You know, people didn't believe in the resurrection and said, look, Paul is anticipating questions that people in the church there would have. He's saying, if there's life after death, if there's resurrection, how are dead people raised up, and what kind of body are they going to have? Now, even in our society, some people ask the question, well, what if someone is eaten by a shark? 
and then the shark is caught by some fishermen, and then that shark is chopped up and served for dinner to many different people, then whose body will it be in heaven? Right? I mean, there's people that, like, come up with weird things. But <clears throat> we realize, as we looked at on Sunday, that in John 3, 1 John 3, 2, it says, it has not been revealed what we shall be. So we don't know exactly what our new body is going to be like. We know some things about it. But we will know that when he is revealed, and we shall be like him. And who's that him? Jesus, right? For we shall see him as he is. Now, we know that Jesus had a resurrected body, and he had lunch with the disciples. <clears throat> and we know that that body was very different than the body he had before. Now, we don't know exactly what kind of body we're going to get when we get to heaven, but we do know some things. We know it's not going to be like this. And so Paul says in verse 36, 36, he says, Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. Now, Paul's saying, <clears throat> you don't believe in the resurrection, but there's resurrection all around you, right? When you plant a seed in the ground, what Paul's saying is, what happens to that seed? Well, it dies, right? And then it opens up, the seed disappears, and it transforms into a plant that produces food. A fruit. And so he's saying, you know, that's how it is with us. And so verse 37, he says, and what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be. So he's saying, look, when you get a stalk of corn, you didn't plant a stalk of corn, you planted a little seed, right? And so he says, uh, but mere grain, perhaps wheat or some other grain, but God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. <coughs> so what he's saying is the seed that you plant in the ground looks very different than what grows, right? How many of you have ever thought to yourself when you had a tomato seed, oh, that looks just like a tomato plant, right? I mean, have you grown tomato seeds? But, uh, you, no, you get them from, you know, wherever, D&B, and they're already half grown, right? And then you plant them. And anyway, but, right, the seed looks very different than the grown plant. So what he's saying is how our physical bodies look now are going to be very different than they look in heaven. For example, Right, tulip bulbs. Uh, you know, my wife loves tulips. And how many of you take tulip bulbs and put them on your kitchen table? Why not? Because that's not the same as a tulip, right? And so that's just the seed. Now you plant them in your garden, and then they produce these beautiful flowers, and then you might take them and put them in your kitchen. But so that's what Paul's getting at. And so he's saying you need to understand that these bodies are not going to be the same as the, the bodies we're going to get in the future. Verse 39 he says, all flesh is not the same, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another kind for animals, another kind for fish, another kind for birds. So Paul didn't believe that we're all the same. Paul didn't believe that, you know, you're equal to a fish, right, or a bird or whatever. Verse 40, there are also celestial beings and terrestrial be bodies, but the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from a, another star in glory. So he's saying, look, everything is not the same, right? And, and it's interesting that Paul knew all the stars are different. Now that we have, you know, expensive telescopes, we know that all the stars are different. None of them are the same. Uh, how did he know that back then? Verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. So we know that when, it, when he's talking about corruption, he's talking about the time of Adam and Eve when they ate and sinned against God, and sin entered into the world. And so now, from that day forward, <coughs> Adam and Eve had corrupted bodies, or, and that was passed down to us. So we have, we have corrupted bodies. And, you know, scientists don't understand why our DNA starts to deteriorate. Because, you know, up until the age of 32, 
you cut yourself, it heals, right? You break a bone, it heals. And that's because your DNA is replicated accurately. But then at the age of 32, for some odd reason, uh, that it starts having flaws. So then, <coughs> you know, when something breaks, it doesn't heal the same. And so uh, Paul is saying, we live in a fallen world, and we have these corrupted bodies that came from Adam, right? The sin there, verse 43. It is sown in dishonor, talking about this physical body we have, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, and it is raised in power. So, you know, he's, he's talking about our physical bodies. They're frail, they're weak. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will